Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. All set for your flight? Yep, I've got everything I need. Eye mask, neck pillow, T-Mobile, headphones. Wait, T-Mobile? You bet. Free in-flight Wi-Fi. 15% off all Hilton brands. I never go anywhere without T-Mobile. Same goes from a water bottle, chewing gum, nail clippers, okay, passport. Okay, I'm going to leave you to it. Find out how you can experience travel better at T-Mobile.com slash travel. Qualifying plan required. Wi-Fi were available on select U.S. airlines. Deposit and Hilton Honors membership required for 15% discount. Terms and conditions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's the moment of the evening every K-State fan enjoys. Settle down and pour a whiskey, crack open a LaCroix. Please put your hands together and make a little noise for your favorite wildcatters, the handsome Bosco boys. Ooh, Bosco's boys. Come on, boys. Boom, the boys are back before we get into this conversation with Reggie, the sauce boss, Stubblefield. I got so excited talking to him, I forgot to tell everyone about Athletic Greens. Get over to athleticgreens.com slash sports drink to get your offer. You can get a free one-year supply of vitamin D supplements and five travel packs of their A1 Athletic Greens. Folks, I take this every morning right when I wake up and is the perfect way to start the day. It is jam-packed with 75 essential vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced ingredients to give you a multivitamin, probiotic, prebiotic, and all, all the goodness you need. If you want better gut health, healthy aging, and something that supports your immunity and energy, Get over to athleticgreens.com slash sports drink. Also, our partner for our live shows is ColorCast. Get over to ColorCast today. Download it. We'll be going live immediately after the K-State West Virginia game for our weekly live show. Now, let's get into the main event. You know him. You love him. The Sauce Boss. The boys are back, and boy, do we have something special for you all today. He wore number one and quickly became number one in almost everyone's hearts. He became an absolute legend and cult hero amongst the K-State fan base. He's a jack knife that no one has seen on defense, maybe ever at K-State, playing linebacker, corner, nickel, and safety. He also has the greatest nickname I've ever heard associated with a K-State player. You know him. You love him. It is Reggie the Sauce Boss Stubblefield. Reggie. 
how are you doing today, my friend? I know you're getting ready for the pro day, but I, I just want to know how, how are you doing? What have you been up to since senior day? Just tell me what you've been up to. Hey, I'm doing really well, man. I'm so glad to be back in Manhattan, Kansas for my pro day tomorrow. Uh, thank you guys for having me on the show, man. I really appreciate the opportunity, man. I'm so thankful. I say it all the time, man, because I really mean it. Man, I love K-State. I love the fans. I love everybody, man. I appreciate you guys again. Uh, man, I just been up to a lot of hard work, man, and grinding, man, after the season, um, recovering from a couple of injuries that I sustained throughout the year. And, man, just getting my body back well and ready for pro day, man. I'm 100%. I'm ready to go, man. I'm ready to go kill it, man, and represent. Definitely. We talked about this before we hit record. We hope to be able to get you on a few more times between now and when NFL camps start to talk about, you know, some of the interviews you have with teams, your pro day, the draft experience and all that type of stuff. But before we talk about the future of Reggie, let's go back in the past. Um, you, you definitely didn't have, you know, the traditional college career that leads you to K-State. You were at an HBCU, you were in the FCS, and then you spent your final year at K-State. Um, first, just walk me through the first few years of your college career what are you really proud about there? And kind of walk me up to the player you were before you arrived in Manhattan. Yeah, so uh, first um, hitting uh, on the type of player that I was, man, the things that I was proud of, man, I was proud of my growth. Um, going into my freshman year in college at Prairie View a and I was 150 pounds soaking wet, trying to play strong safety. And, man, um, I knew that I had to get bigger, stronger, faster, and that's exactly what I did, man. From going to 150 to where I'm at, 195, man, just seeing that growth and that progress, those are some of the things that I was so proud of. Um, some of the things that always been my strong suits playing the game since the age of three was my knowledge and IQ of the game. But being on the college level, man, it gets so much more advanced. And how I was able to grow in that aspect, how I was able to grow as a leader on my team, being on the HBCU level and FCS, man, and just being able to adapt to a college atmosphere with time management, man, working with classes, still being a leader and being a guy who was involved on campus at Prairie View. Those are some of the things that a lot of people don't know about. And just that growth early on as a young student athlete, a lot of dudes don't do that. And I wanted to do that. I wanted to separate myself because one of the things that I always tell myself is I want to change the stereotype of being a student athlete. You know what I mean? I actually want to do stuff off the field, that just doesn't involve catching the football, making tackles every day. So that was I was so proud of that my freshman and sophomore year, man. And to see the type of player that I am now, I'm just so proud of all the hard work that has paid off to lead me to K-State, man. A lot of trials and tribulations, man, that I had early on. And, I mean, everybody goes through it in college, man. It's some of the greatest experiences of your life and that you learn from. But just to see how I adapted well and how I overcame so many challenges and how I made so many people better where I come from. So some of the things, man. So what led you to your decision to transfer away? You know, again, you were beloved at your previous stop, uh, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and again, I, I think that uh, there, there's been a bigger spotlight on that level of football, FCS, HBCU, there's exposure everywhere. But what, what made you decide, you know, hey, I, I have one year left. I want to make a jump. What, what brought you to that decision? Yeah, so it was the opportunity, man. Um, like I said, my growth, my development, my style of play, everything that I did, the success that I had, gave me the opportunity to actually show showcase my 
talent on a bigger level. And I mean, I had to take that opportunity, man. It's like when somebody gets a promotion at a job or anything in life, man, you want to go ahead and do that to make better for your life. And when I became an NFL prospect for scouts going into my junior, senior year at Prairie View A&M, my biggest question mark was always um, talent, you know, can he play on a big level? And it was time for me to go ahead and make, take that next step and, you know, prove those scouts and everybody that I can actually do that. And that's exactly what I did. So it was very tough, man, leaving Prairie View because everywhere I go, I'm so loyal and I give my all everywhere, you know, I lay my foot at and everything. So, man, it was tough. You know, HBCU was getting a lot of spotlight, spotlight, man, that whole transition into the spring. It's just, you know, sometimes you got to do what's best for your life. You know what I mean? And Kansas State, man, they gave me everything that I wanted. You know what I mean? And I did everything that I wanted to do. So, yeah, so you you ended up at K-State. Why did you want to come to K-State? What was it about uh, playing for Coach Climbing, Klanderman, this program that said, yes, this is where I want to spend my final year of college football? Yes. Yeah, so, um, in my recruiting process, when I was in the transfer portal, man, I had so many schools from everywhere. And the type of guy that I am, man, I gave everybody the uh, time and the respect for me because – I feel like I owe it to these coaches. I owe it to these people that, you know, work so hard, you know what I mean? To even give you the time of day to be interested in you. So from D3s, NAIAs, D2s, D1s, group of five, power fives, you know, I gave everybody that respect, but Kansas State kind of snuck up in there in the last minute. And when I got on that phone call with Coach Kleinman, Coach Klanderman, and Coach Malone, man, it was just so special because of everything that they been through everything that they was going to bring to the table for me, everything that I wanted in a program, man, it was honestly, it was respect. And just the biggest factor was that Coach Kleinman comes from the SES level. He knows that it's guys that can play on this type of level of football. For example, like Briley Moore, you know, guys like that, you know, they had success here at K-State. And that was something that really hit home because even throughout my process in the transfer portal, a lot of these big schools still had a lot of ifs about me just because I was a small school guy. And, you know, it kind of shied me away from those programs because, you know, they were the way in. And the moment K-State, you know, got on the phone with me, they said they was going to be all the way in. They wanted me in. Talking to Klanderman about defenses and stuff like that, because I'm a knowledge guy. Like, I want to know what type of system we're going to be running. I want to know how you're going to be able to use me, you know, the guys I'm going to be playing with, you know, the impact that I can make on this defense. And then with my Coach Malone, it was the same way with him because I started off as a corner, but his relationship, his his skills and life lessons that he can teach you that's beyond football, man. Everything was just so perfect, man. Being that Big 12 school that I kind of always watched being in Texas growing up as a kid, man, seeing that fan support, seeing that love, how they have for players who give they all. Like I grew up a big Colin Klein fan, man, and just seeing how he would go all out like every game, man, to just – give his all and lay it all out for that power cap, man. It's like, I couldn't beat that compared to the schools that wanted me, man. And I had to go to K-State. You were a spring portal guy as well. And, you know, spring balls, actually, I think uh, Coach Kleiman actually had his spring introductory press conference today. So that's about to kick up. And then there's the whole next round of portal stuff. Uh, if I was going to, you know, ask you, hey, why should a spring transfer portal guy think about K-State, if they offer, why should they go to K-State? What would you tell a guy who is in that spring portal? 
man, exactly everything that I said, man. It's an honest, hardworking, family-oriented program here, man. If those are some of the things that you want and the opportunity to play in front of 65,000, 70,000 friends and be on the spotlight of national football, playing in the Big 12 Conference, having a chance, a great opportunity to win a Big 12 championship and go to some great bowl games, man. I mean, you can't beat that, man. That's the top. That's the that's the top of the top, man. That you want in college football, man. And like I said, at the end of the day, it's stuff that goes beyond football, man. It's family here. It's truly family. Like the moment I stepped foot on campus, man, every single guy, person, training staff, anybody that had to deal with football, man, they gave me the respect. And that was one of the biggest things that I will always take away from K State, man. Like if that's something that you actually want and something that you want for your life beyond football and just to grow as a person as an athlete man, it's a no-brainer to come to K-State. Like, I would shoot that pitch every single day like I have been since I've been here, man, and would let everybody know, like, man, come here, man. It's going to change your life. So, definitely. Yeah, as, as someone who is a K-State graduate, a third-generation K-State guy, that hearing athletes really uh, take that to heart and have that same feeling that I have for that school really is what endears me to folks. And when I first heard you talk with the media, I instantly knew – okay, this guy's for real. Um, there, there was a little bit of drama. It's, you know, for a while, we didn't know if we were going to get you. Uh, you. It looked like you were going to be there. Looked like it might not work out. Then, hey, it did work out. And then instantly from that game in AT&T Stadium, you became a fan favorite. When did you kind of realize, at what moment was it like, oh, man, these fans really are about me. Hey, I've really endeared myself to these guys. You know, it's a team game, but uh, when did you notice, hey, you know, these guys really like me? Yeah, so I never really thought about it as a me thing. I mean, funny story, I can tell you. Uh, one day, I think I was cooking for uh, Russie's and Julius Brents at my house, and they were like, hey, Reggie, like, fans all over social media are actually really calling you the sauce boss. And I'm just, I've been hearing it all season, but I was just kind of ignoring it, man, just being locked in throughout the year and stuff like that. And I actually see it, I'm like, okay, this actually is serious. I'm like, so, I mean, I think it was probably like mid-season that I actually kind of like, okay, you know, a lot of people were actually proud of me and what I'm doing for the team and stuff like that. But I kind of never really just so much got it really into it. Like, it was just, it is what it was. But, I mean, there's nothing really just changed. Because, I mean, I know there's people going to be so proud of you. I know there's going to be people that bash you. I mean, even before I got to K-State with my whole process, that was crazy. A lot of people was doubting me, making fun of me. I mean, it's just what it is. I mean, so I never really got too high, too low with those things, man. I just kind of respected it, man. If that's what the fans wanted to call me, that's what they're proud of me of, you know, I'm going to go with it. You know what I mean? And that's my way of showing my appreciation of them for caring of me. You know what I mean? And I think you guys came up with the name. So, I mean, I'm, it's my way of showing my appreciation. And even though it's going to be bad times or good times, I mean, I'm just going to always remain the same and do my job. Um, yeah, so I, it wasn't our exact show that came up with it. One of our listeners came up with it, and we, we have a live show where we, uh, where we talk about the game and our fans get to call in and listen and speak their uh, mind. I was calling you Reggie the Legend. Uh, early on because I, you know, I was like, Oh man, this story is great. But someone's like, no, no, the, the nickname is sauce boss. I was like, Oh, that's way better. I love it. So then we just, we just started going with it. Um, so yeah. you, you got 13 games at K state. What was, what's going to be the one that you remember uh, maybe above all else? Is there one game that you're like, Oh man, that that's one I'm going to keep in my back pocket for the rest of my life. 
man, honestly, like truthfully, truthfully, man, it's so hard to pick from. Considering the fact that we had a lot of more home games this year, man, it's just that opportunity to run out of that stadium, run out of that entrance, no matter where we was playing at, AT&T. I mean, even in the Texas Stadium, the last game of the season, man, just running out to those fans, hearing those chants pregame, man, being, being able to just go out there with my team, man, it's so hard to choose from. Like, every game I truly feel like I left the impact. I made plays, man. I did my job, man. I did things that, you know, DB shouldn't. I didn't give up really explosive plays. I didn't, you know, have mental busts and stuff like that. So, just, it's just so hard to choose from. I think the biggest game that probably I can say was the third uh, non-conference game, Nevada, when I got my first start. And, I mean, hearing a lot about Carson Strong coming into the game, Romeo Dobbs, Cole Turner, guys like that. And, and if you watch that film, man, I shut all three of those guys down every time they came my way or every time I had the opportunity to. So, I think it was that game, man, just because going against three top NFL prospects, going out there, going crazy, balling out, I think that was probably one of the best games I could choose from. Definitely. Another thing that really endeared you to the fans is the swagger and emotion you play with in between the white lines. Have you always been a player like that? Is that something that was brought out uh, at the back end of your college career? Is it, hey, ever since you strapped it on, that's the type of emotion and swagger you played with? Yeah, most definitely, man. Uh, I truly believe that this game is not only played off of preparation, skill, and talent. It's, off of, it's also played off of confidence. And, man, I go into any game. Like, I know this is my first year in Power 5 football, but I always felt like I was the best player on the field no matter who I was going against. And I truly feel like that's the truth because my play gameplay, if you watch the film, I mean, it speaks up and it shows. So that confidence, that swagger, man, that's always been something inside of me, man, just – to go out there and just believe in myself, man, believe in my team that, you know, we're going to get, we're going to get the job done every single play. So, I mean, I appreciate the fans for noticing that and giving me that respect, but yeah, that's something that's always been instilled in me, man. You had a handful of celebrations that I really love, but one that has kind of become a bit of a meme amongst K-State fans. It's you and Julius Brents. There's pictures of you guys <laughs> both doing the thumbs down celebration. Who came yeah. up with that? Who's the first one to do that? And kind of what what went into the creation of that one? Yeah, so honestly, man, I think truthfully it came from a couple of the guys that was on the team last year. I think Pop maybe was doing it or guys like Justin Gordon, the guys that was on the team last year and stuff like that. And I don't know, man, it just kind of clicked one day, like every time we do it, like, we're just letting them know, like, that's trash, you know, that's not flying around, like, try again, like, it's just, you know, it sucks, so, I don't know, man, I just, it just came along with it, and I mean, that's just how we talk our mess, man, we, you know, go out there and let dudes know, like, you know, it ain't gonna be no easy game today, like, this is a different type of K-State team that you're gonna see, so, yeah, it was just something, I don't know, man, we, <laughs> that secondary, that defense, man, we're gonna throw up our stuff every time, every chance we get, so, Something. It's just yeah. something new. I think the first time I noticed it was during that big comeback versus Texas Tech. Uh, mm-hmm. And that really was the defense that, you know, hey, th- you guys got your back against the wall. The defense stepped up, you know. Uh, King Felix made that safety, and then you guys were off to the races. I don't think Texas Tech picked up another score rest of that game. Um, what yep. do you re- remember about that game? Because it really was the turning point after – you know, a not-so-great start to the Big 12 season. What do you remember from that game? What was the turning moment in that game that then really reset the season to have a good run down the stretch? 
man, I'm I'm so glad you brought that up, man, because a lot of people don't know the behind the scenes of that game, man. Um, those three non-conference losses uh, to start the season off, like you mentioned, uh, Oklahoma State, I didn't have the opportunity to play. I had a hand injury, and then I was slowly back into the rotation, Oklahoma State, Iowa State, before I had got my first start against Nevada. So going into that Texas Tech game, I didn't start the uh, first two possessions, and Tech came out there and scored quick. And I remember just looking at Joe Klanderman, I was like, hey, man, I'm about to get in this game, and I'm not coming out. And just from there, man, you could just see our energy, our communication, just everything just rised up. Like, truthfully, like anybody that's listening to this right now, go back and watch that game. And it's just, you can just see the small details and everything that plays an aspect of it. Like, even when Felix went and got his safety, I remember just talking to him before the snap. I'm like, hey, Felix, make sure you hit the B gap. He's like, hey, Reggie, I got you. And it's just so funny, like, just seeing how everything just, you know, changed and involved in that game, man. Like, I'm so glad, so proud to play with those team, those guys on that team, man, because yeah, that was a turning point in our season, man. And I remember from that game on, like I started every game the rest of the year. And it's just, man, it just goes to show what hard work, communication, and playing as a team can do. And man, yeah, from there, man, we just had it on our mind. Like, we're gonna go get a bowl game win. You know, we started off 0-3, we was three and three at that time of the year. And we knew, man, we're not gonna have a year like last year. Like, we're finna change it around. That's what I told the guys in the locker room. I'm like, man, we're going to come back and win this game. I remember Skyler and Jerome McPherson coming into that half uh, in the locker room, giving a great speech, man. And I told them guys, like, we're about to go win this. Like, I'm not playing no games. Whatever I got to do, if I got to crawl on the ground, like, whatever, man, because I still have my cast on. Like, we're going to go get this dub. And that's exactly what we did. And it was so emotional for me because I'm from Lubbock, Texas. That's where my people originate from. That's where Stubbs Barbecue originated from. I had over like 50 family members in the stands for the game. Like it was very passionate because Tech was also another school on the transfer portal that wanted to offer me, but they didn't. They was thinking my size and FCS guy once again. So it was just so much emotion in that game. If you pay attention, you can see that on my face throughout the game. So I wanted that win so bad and we got it. I could probably talk to you for hours about some stuff at K-State. I, I have a handful more questions, and then I'll, we'll kind of rotate into your uh, quest to, you know, get ready for the NFL draft and position yourself to go to the league. Uh, so these are more kind of quick hitters, but the first one's going to be what game out of all 13 was there the most trash talk on the field? Oklahoma. Watching it, even though I didn't play too much, watching it from the sideline, I was heated. They good. My guys talk some mess. And again, you got the team made a comeback there, made it interesting in the back end. Uh, do you think that's something that this current squad is going to remember in the back of their head when they go to Norman, you know, to start the Big 12 season off here in about eight months? I guess yeah, six most, months. Yeah, most, most definitely, man. Any team that comes into your home and kind of disrespects you that way, you're going to always remember that. And that's something that I always remember too. So I know they have it in the back of their mind and they'll go out there killing but they're gonna they're gonna take it one game at a time but they won't forget trust mm-hmm. me on on a scale one to ten how would you rate your own trash talk oh oh no man i have to let the fans or the, the opposing team defenders <laughs> ask that i mean i don't really trash talk too much like only it only happens if they come to me i tell people that all the time like i don't never go into a game like Oh, I'm about to trash. No, like, 
do do say something to me, and that's just when it clicks. Like, oh, you don't open up a can that you don't want to that you didn't want to open. So, I don't know, man. I don't really care about a rating. Okay, well, final one on the kind of the trash talk side. Who who on the defense though? Like, so which of your teammates? What whether it's in practice, whether it's in games, in the locker room, whether you're talking about two K football, whatever it is. Which of the teammates on last year's team was the best trash talker? On defense? Yeah. Ooh. We had some guys now. We had some guys. It's just, we had we definitely had some guys. Ah, it's so hard to choose from, man, because those guys feed off the energy. I'll probably end up saying Russ, Russ Yeast. Yeah, he was like my 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 teammate, you know, my dog with the came to trash talking. So yeah. Okay, who on the offense was it? Was there anyone you know who got a little mouthy during fall ball that you had to shut them down a couple times? Oh my gosh, those guys in the trenches are so silent. Trash talkers is so crazy. I think they get it from Coach Riley. Like they can just say something that you wouldn't even think they got in the back of their mind, and it just shook you up for the whole day. Like hold on, like, but I mean Malik knows he talks he talks a lot of mess, but he got that receiver energy in him. That's just the type of guy he is. I mean, Skyler talks a mess, and Deuce is even sneaky with it, but he does it by what he shows you. So, man, the, the offense, those guys are sneaky. Those guys are sneaky with it. Oh, that, that's great. Um, which of the young guys that maybe fans didn't get to see a lot of last year on defense do you think is really going to have a breakthrough season this year? Honestly, man, K-State did a, such a great job of the class that they brought in last year. So many, like – like I told uh, Grant, I mean, Omar Daniels, Crew Jackson, um, Ozzy, Marvin Martin. It's so many guys. There's so many guys in the back end. Matthew Mashmeyer, I mean, he's having a great, great uh, spring camp. Uh, Hunter Henry, it's so many guys. I think I think a lot of them is going to wake up a lot of noise, man, do a lot of great things. What about on the offensive side of the ball? Is there, is there a young wide receiver that might have a breakthrough this year? Yeah, so I, I most impactful. I would have to say R.J. Garcia, but Devin Lloyd, uh, Brennan Hawkins, Xavier Gordon, man, those guys get their confidence, man, and they get their belief in them. They can do some wonderful things, man, and really help that receiving core. Awesome. Okay. On a scale one to ten, what would you rate K-State's purple and silver home uniforms? That tradition, that combo is it's nasty, man. It's, you can't beat tradition. not beat tradition, man. I love it. I like it. Yeah, so a lot of the recruits like to take pictures in the all-white, the white helmet, the white jersey, the white pants. Are you a little mad that you guys didn't get to break out the white helmets and white pants in your season? Yeah, yeah, but like I said, you can't be tradition. And once you actually pay attention to tradition, like Alabama, or you go to teams like the Dallas Cowboys and stuff like that, actually have that silver or that same uniform over the years, man, it means something to you. And it's not always about being flashy. It's about having that respect for what you put on, so – yeah, I mean, the recruits, I mean, that's what they do. I mean, they're usually high school guys, the Juco, Juco guys that don't get the opportunity to be in great uniforms and stuff like that. So I don't blame them. I don't knock them for it. All right, final thing about K-State, and then we're going to move on to your preparation for Pro Day and talk about the, the next mission, get to the NFL. Uh, mm-hmm. Just put into words what Coach Kleiman means to you and uh, how important it was to spend that year with K-State and Coach Kleiman. Man, so for one semester, because I was only here one semester, I got here in July. Coach Kleinman means a lot to me because he showed me a level of football that I knew I can reach, but sometimes it takes you being in that experience to understand it. 
And he means so much to me, like words really can't explain just because of everything that he gave me, man, the opportunity, man. And to be put me around a great coaching staff, like those guys work so, so hard. And I tell them that every time I see them, like I appreciate them so much, man, because sometimes I don't even think they really realize, you know, how like grateful and impactful they had on my life just because of the hard work that they put in. Man, Coach Climbing, man, just hearing his life story, man, hearing how he overcomes so many things, man, it means a lot to me too because I told him in a long text message like a couple weeks ago, man, those are some of the things that I faced in my life growing up as a kid and stuff like that. So, man, he means a lot, man, because he actually cares for K-State. He loves K-State, man. He wants to bring championships here. And, man, once everybody just continues to buy in, man, and we just give it our all and do everything that we can as me, even as an alum alumnus now or a fan, I mean, things are going to be great here at K-State. So, I don't know, man. Words can't explain, really. It's just, it means a lot to me, man. I love it. I love it. All right, let's transition now into uh, the next mission that's getting to the NFL. The pro day is tomorrow on Wednesday. We're going to drop this Wednesday morning, so fans listening to it, uh, you know, today is the day for the pro day. Um, mm -hmm. What has been your biggest focus outside of just getting healthy uh, physically uh, to get ready for this? What's the biggest focus that you've had? Yeah, so the biggest focus for me was just recovering from the injury that I was playing throughout the year on. Um, I only really, truthfully, and I mean, it's kind of funny because I only had a month to train when I was there coming into K-State. I only had a month to train for uh, my pro day. But, I mean, just getting my body back healthy, getting back into the tuning things, uh, making sure I'm 100% ready to go. Because no matter what, I was going to go out there and do everything I can for those scouts and show them that you know, I'm a competitor, I'm a hard worker, man. And, you know, I'm going to always give it my all. So my focus is just physical therapy, really the biggest things. And just, you know, becoming a better athlete. You know, you work on those things every day as a guy playing football. So getting bigger, stronger, faster, jumping higher, doing better in my breaks. Uh, one of the least things, I mean, my knowledge of the game, but I'm going to work on that hard, hard, hard every day, watching film from NFL teams because I'm going on the next level. So it's just a little bit of everything. But, yeah, definitely physical therapy. What sort of role do NFL teams see you playing? Is there like an NFL comp out there that you say, hey, th this is who I'm going to be, uh, you know, with the type of system that you can work into? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so from any type of system, the NFL want a team, 3-4, or 4-2-5, a dime package. I mean, anything, anywhere they want to have me at, man, I'm be able to be that guy like I was at K-State being versatile, man. It doesn't matter, man. You want me on special teams, I'm going to do that because I'm going to do that regardless. I love special teams, so, man, they don't really speak on that because they already know I'm a versatile guy, so just whatever they need me at, man, I'm going to do it. I love to play the game of football. So. Yeah, and that's awesome because, you know, you sometimes hear the stories about guys who get to the NFL and the reason they flame out is because they don't love the game. It's always just been purely a business to them, so I think any team that gets you on their team or any, you know, franchise that gets you on the team, they're going to get a gem. Uh, I truly mean that. So uh, I, I don't know if, if you want to talk about this or not, but are there a handful of NFL teams that you've been able to have conversations with? I know you yeah. weren't at the combine, but that's when interviews can start being set up with different NFL teams. What uh, squads have been reaching out to you so far? Yeah, so no, it's okay to talk about because, I mean, throughout my whole college career, man, as I started to buzz heavy at Prairie View a man, I talked to so many teams. And at this point, it's been all 32 teams. So – it's just a blessing, man. It's just 
it's a big blessing, man. Just to think about something that I wanted as a kid finally coming true. I mean, it's it's great. But yeah, all 32 teams, man, I've been in contact with. Do you have like a dream team or is there a team that you grew up uh, watching that you said, man, you know, the dream is to wear the, the Cowboys star, the Houston Texans or, hey, Kansas City. <laughs> Come, come on up. You you and me, we could be doing this every week in person if you're a chief. So is, is there a team that like, hey, if I had it my way, this is where I'd be playing? Man, truthfully, the honest answer is, man, just the opportunity to play on any NFL team, man, is a blessing. But it's just so funny because I was talking to my mom about this last night. Like growing up in Arlington, I mean, the Cowboys is right there. I mean, you know, everybody back at home wants you to play for the home team. But then being at Kansas State and seeing how the fans just love their sports teams, going to those Kansas City Chiefs games. And then, I mean, it was so funny because I've always been in purple and gold. For some reason, they on my football teams, junior high, being back at Prairie View at K-State. I mean, my mom was talking about, what if you go to the Vikings? So it's just, it's just funny, man. But like I said, any team would be a blessing, man. I just want to play football. Like, you know, I just love it. The Vikings have a nice little history with K-Stairs. You know, Ben Lieber, K-State legend, he's on their broadcast team. And I believe Terrence Newman up on the Ring of Honor, I think he's on their coaching staff. So, you know, I think he'd look good in purple and gold. I'm going to be holding out my breath that it's red and gold. You know, I mean, see, see how the fans love Byron Pringle? I mean, you know, I think I think it makes sense. Yeah, it, it definitely does. So, man, just whatever happens, man, it's going to be a blessing. But I wouldn't mind being back in Kansas City. Trust me, I wouldn't. <laughs> Well, anywhere you go, I think K-State fans are going to be proud of you and they're going to be following your NFL career. Um, besides yourself, who at this pro day do you think is going to impress the pro scouts the most? Man, everybody. Like, catching up with these guys the last two days because everybody's been in their different states and different places doing their type of training. Uh, we was actually going through some things as, you know, former teammates. I mean, we're still brothers. We're still a family. Just seeing everybody do everything, man. I think everybody's going to do well and be impressive. I think they're going to be like, wow, K-State actually has some really, really good talent this year. Considering last year was heavy on those guys having a COVID year. I mean, seeing the guys that's coming out this year, Josh Revis, Ben Adler, Timmy Horn, Russ Yeast. I mean, even Eric Munoz, who's the name under the radar, Cody Fletcher, Skyler, I mean, Daniel Bebe. I mean, I think Nick Leonard's even coming out there. I mean, everybody's looking really, really good. So I think everybody's going to impress, man. Yeah, well, I can't wait to hear some of the reports coming out from there. I think there's going to be some media involved, so I'll be watching Twitter and all the websites like a hawk. Um, that's really all I had on the radar today. We always let our guests give a final you know, word, uh, say whatever you want to everyone listening, the K-State fans, the boneheads, the fans of our show. I know it's a very endearing comment to call your own fans boneheads, but uh, you know, just tell K-State Nation anything you want and uh, just tell the world anything you want. Yeah, just um, to K-State, like I always say, man, thank you so much. Like, I don't know how many thank yous I can just say for y'all to really, really understand, like, how I feel about the program, the people around the state of Kansas in general, um, and the K-State fans all over. I mean, I just thank you so much, and I really appreciate it, and I give you guys my all every single time I can. And uh, just to the world, I mean, I'm a hardworking dude, man, who just loves the game, and I'm just very passionate about what I do in life. And that's in anything. If I'm talking to a teammate, talking to a fan, talking to somebody random, I mean, just I hope people actually get to see that more. So, you know, I appreciate you too, man. It's people like you, man, that I give my heart to. So thank you, guys. I appreciate it, folks. Be sure to 
be dialed in to see what Reggie puts up numbers-wise on Pro Day. And, hey, tweet at your favorite team that you want them to draft the sauce, boss. We can have a little battle. I know we have a lot of Broncos fans also listening to the show. So, again, I'll fight you guys. I'll fight you guys on Twitter for, for, you know, Reggie's love and try to get him in red and gold. So, Reggie, thanks for uh, coming on. Good luck at Pro Day. We hope to get you on a little bit after Pro Day to continue talking about this process as you're, you know, getting getting closer. We're about, what, two months out from draft day? It's early May, something like that, or late April? Late April, yeah, late April. Yeah, so so we're getting getting close to it. Uh, So hopefully we can get you on, talk about the process, give the fans a little bit more insight. But, again, thank you so much for your time. Uh, And then, then again, thank you for your final year of college football. As someone who has been a K-State football fan since he was born, there's not very many guys who endeared themselves to the fans and to the program as quickly as you did. And I just want to thank you for that passion that you brought every Saturday. Yes, sir. I appreciate it, man. No problem. Yep. Fans, we love you and keep uh, stay tuned because again, uh, we got on Monday, our fourth anniversary show. And we got some pretty big news on that one as well. So again, thanks Reggie. Thanks to all the boneheads. We love you guys and we'll see you soon. UK State Wildcats form alma mater fights. Glory in the combat for the purple and the white. Faithful to our colors, we will ever be a fighting, ever fighting for a wildcat victory. Fight, 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 fight. UK State Wildcats for alma mater fight, fight, fight.
Social Podcast Network.